Hey, we might be working. Hey, let's go ahead. Get and do those it. nerds, nerds, nerds! Get those nerds! Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Bidners. A little bit of a late start here. We have some technical issues this morning, which, whatever, that's what we do. We always have technical issues. This is your uh, <laughs> daily nerd out on the most interesting cars of the day and all the automotive enthusiast auction sites, including Bidners. Uh, not Bidners. We don't have an auction site, including uh, cars for sale on. <laughs> I am just bumbling all over the place. Uh, cars and bids, bring a trailer, P Car Market, and Hemmings and Rad for sale, of course. Uh, I would give you guys yeah. a lower third, but I accidentally messed that up up uh, today so we don't have lower thirds you're just gonna have to take my word that that's michael deeb over there he's an auction specialist or something uh we gotta yeah, we gotta come to up be. with a better title to him he's not really a specialist on anything um, yeah. uh, special needs <laughs> my name is john polnick uh, uh i don't really have a title either so there it is we're just gonna go producer with, john uh, producer john we're just a couple mm -hmm. of clods on the internet talking about cars and uh who i mean how many how many of us yahoos are there on the internet talking about cars there's so oh, many yeah. people talking about cars it would and, be it would take less time to name all the people who didn't start a podcast during the uh the p word hmm. that is true um and of course i have um I don't know. From my dog stuck in my mouth or I know like all that. of our audience think that this is just a seamless broadcast professionally yeah. done by elves with lots of experience in Hollywood. Uh, but actually, you know, uh, it's a miracle we're even on the air right now. So I don't know how we've gotten uh, this far. I, I really no, don't. I don't either. Uh, we have a hundred something episodes. Uh, That's we keep crazy. Doing this stupid thing. And, and it didn't uh, even count. You know, the first six weeks we did the show, we did it on uh, Instagram, and those shows aren't even in our library. Like, there's, there's, you know, the early years, the B sides that nobody even sees anymore. Right. I mean, they're out there somewhere. <laughs> somewhere in the ether. Um, yeah. Yeah, well, let's see here. So what we are going to do, what do we do on this show? What we do is we nerd out on all these cars. We pick the most interesting cars, cars on the auctions because there's so many cars for you to go through. There's 100 cars on what? Uh, every one of these auction sites just have tons of cars that they're going through. So we narrow it down to just five. We, those are the most interesting cars of the day, and we'll uh, tell you all about those cars. And then we, the, the fun part of the show is really when we the rubber hits the road when we make predictions on these cars. And we uh, <laughs> that's where we really show that we don't know what we're doing. We are clearly complete morons. What are you talking about, dude? You got a Yahtzee yesterday. That was dumb luck. Uh, it really was. Yahtzee alert. Know. It, dumb luck when you land right on the number. I think it's dumb luck when our numbers aren't more than 10% off. That's dumb luck. Yeah, you're probably right. You're probably right. Um, all right, well, let's get to yesterday's cars. We continue with some technical issues here, guys. So bear right. with this show. It is going to well, be a disaster. If uh, you're able if you're able to color in the image, uh, the car that we started with was on BAT. It was the 1988 Porsche 911 Cabriolet. This is part of the uh, spring collection from driver sourced out of Houston, Texas. They curated a, a grip of like a dozen cars that they are bringing to market on BAT. And this is one of those cars uh, technically registered in California, but offered out of Houston is this M 491 turbo look Cabriolet with a G 50 gearbox. 
But if that's not rare enough for you, this is also an M470, which means it is a spoiler delete turbo look car. And that makes it probably one of just a handful ever created. That is a super neat car. Spoiler uh, did alert. Have some, yeah. Spoiler. Yeah. Lack of spoiler alert. Um, so anyways, uh, despite this car having like 80 something thousand miles, it was pretty clean. It had some paintwork done. Uh, but this is just, I mean, this is like the Holy Grail right now. It's a 3.2 with a G50, and it's got the wide body and no wings. So, I mean, if this doesn't get you going, then you don't really love Porsches. I thought this car would bring 94,000, held back by the fact that it had high miles and paintwork. You said 95, and this car sold for $95,000, making you the first Yahtzee of the week. So there you go. Well done, buddy. Thanks, man. I actually called one right on the money. That's uh, that's a pretty rare thing that, to happen. The irony is, as we were signing off from that car, you were saying, oh, it'll probably land at 95.9. I should change my bid. And then you didn't, and you got the Yahtzee anyways. <laughs> that's funny. Too funny. All right, we looked over at uh, cars and bins. Doug DeMiro found a 1992 Mazda Miata with just 24,000 original miles in Greeley, Cal uh, Colorado. This car basically looked showroom new. Uh, and I really thought that this thing was actually going to break or come close to 20 grand. I thought for sure it would break 20 grand if it was on BAT. Uh, but I thought 15,000 would be the number here on cars and bids. You said 14. But when I guessed 15, I also thought this guy was leaving 10 grand on the table by putting it on the wrong platform. And I think I'm right. Our car sold yeah. for $12,250. And I'm sure this guy left eight to 12 grand, 15 grand on the table. This car should have been on BAT, should have had better photos, and he would have got a lot more money on it. Imagine if he spent $1,000 on the photo and got 10 grand more money. He would have thought he was a genius. Yeah. Should have listened yeah. to our show. It's true. I mean, there you go. You should always take our advice, which is don't take our advice. We don't know what we're yep. talking about. Every now and then we get one of these right. Uh, this is one of those cars that absolutely should have. I could not agree with you more. Uh, this car deserved way, way, way more money and would have gotten it had the owner selected the right platform. He did not. Cars and Bids is not the right place for this thing. No, I, I think he left a lot of money on the table. I agree with the JP. We went over to P Car Market talking about bad platforms. Uh, and we looked at a 2002 911 C4S with like 60 something thousand miles in uh, Tracy, California, somewhere in the valley here, not far from me. I'll probably drive through there today on my way out to Vegas. Uh, this car did not have an IMS bearing done. Uh, it was in seal gray, which is, uh, you know, I mean, even if it's your not your favorite color, JP, this is a popular color for that generation of car. Uh, and it is a C4S. So I, I think uh, there shouldn't be some value here. I said $38,000 and I predicted it would fail to sell at that number and would wind up in the deal tank for like 45 grand. You took the over at 39, and I'm going to brag about this one. This car stalled out at $35,996 and wound up in the deal tank for $42,500. So I'd say the bid nerds were all over that one. What do you think, JP? Was that uh, Nostradamus? Yeah, boy, P Car Market is not able to sell 996s. They've had really good success with 997s, um, mm -hmm. but 996s, that is a miserable place to try to sell your 996. Uh, look. Don't do it. <laughs> this is, uh, yeah. uh, if you have a 996 and you want to sell it somewhere, uh, you know, P car market will have a bunch of guys with an East coast accent, really pushing you hard to try to list that car. Cause they'll get it there. They'll get it on their site today. You know, come on, let's list your Porsche. Um, they will grind, grind, <laughs> grind, 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 uh, and they will bring it to market quickly. Uh, but it's not going to bring the money. Maybe it brings the money in the deal tank. Cause they'll go grind 
a bunch of people on the classified well, side. They'll grind the consigner. That's yeah, who they're going to grind, grind the consigner yeah. down and yeah. try to get you to yeah. lower your price. This this car, yeah. Uh, yeah, this car should easily have gotten you know nearly forty uh, on BAT. Yeah. I mean, just like hand like yeah. no problem. People are like, yeah. here's a wheelbarrow money. How do I give you my cash? Right. It's a C4S. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're the hottest thing. Yeah, um, the next question from the platform should have been paper or plastic. Yeah, yeah. The fact that P car market uh, failed miserably on a C4S to get over thirty five is just. That's just embarrassing, and I'm, I, I feel bad for the seller. Hey, I feel your pain, dude. I've been there. Um, yeah. So, you know, I mean, your a lot car, of times— your, look, your car didn't even make 30, did it? It did not. That's correct. And that's here's crazy. the thing, you know, and for people that don't know what we're talking about, uh, I have sold a car or attempted to sell a car. You know, I did sell yeah. my car on P-Car yeah. Market, but it did not bring the money that it should have. I left probably $10,000 on the table because I made the mistake of using uh, P-Car Market. That's a personal anecdotal, uh, you know, experience. So your experience may vary. This is not a financial advice show, uh, but I will tell you from firsthand experience, not a good idea. Um, so anyways, uh, let's move on off of that. I think we've kind of made our point there. Uh, what else did we talk about yesterday? There's some other cool. BAT stuff. has a bigger audience. And in so proving, uh, we look at this 1988 Saab 900 SPG. Mm. Cool car, but this one was cosmetically challenged and had a lot of miles on it. This era of Saabs are trending in the right way. I think you mentioned that uh, Magnus Walker is going to highlight one of those on his new platform show. Uh, I thought this car uh, was cool, but it's not the way I would want mine. Uh, but whatever, it's you know, it's everybody's got their own personal choice. This guy mobbed his out and blacked out everything, and I I just think that these cars are really neat the way they arrived from Sweden. So I thought fourteen thousand might get it done. Uh, you thought fifteen, but neither one of us thought this car would go any higher than that, uh, and we were kind of correct. Our car kind of stalled out and then sold at just twelve thousand two hundred fifty dollars. I'd still say that's pretty well bought. Like, congratulations to the new owner. I think there's you've got a little money left in the tank to spend and sort of fix it up. You could sort of bring it back to original and and make it really cool, or take your idea and throw you know a wad of cash at it and make it like something cool like a safari. Neat car, and we'll see. They're kind of having their moment. Yeah, there's no way to get this thing back to stock. I mean, you're not going to get the trim back to the gray. Um, so you really got to go over the top or just live with it. I think 12000 bucks is all the money for this kind of beat-up Saab SPG. Uh, yeah. I, uh, but, and I think I that's a testament you. to BAT. If this same exact car were on cars and bids. Um, or Craigslist. <laughs> you know, or Craigslist, you'd be lucky <laughs> yeah. to get five grand for it. So, you yeah. know, somebody 7000 would be all the money. Yeah, exactly. So this is definitely where they got all the cash. Uh, so. Anyways, yeah. all right. Very cool all right, another, su another surprising result, JP, our 1973 Alfa Romeo Montreal that was on Bring a Trailer. Mm. Um, you know, there was true mileage unknown, so it was hard to tell how old this car was because it's been repainted. Uh, the carpets and the interior and the paint all look good, but there's some shots that they took up the, uh, the carpets, like in the footwells, and it looked like they had maybe, you know, welded in new floorboards because this car might have suffered from rust. All these early Alphas were made with... Um, steel that was purchased from russia that had not been corrosion treated and alpha just took these this uh this steel and just assembled the cars without addressing that and so a lot of these cars suffer from corrosion and tin worm and it looks like this car has been sort of brought back but not to a high standard 
And so this just never really threatened to be like one of those eighty to one hundred thousand dollar examples. I still thought it might see seventy grand. You took a much more conservative tack and said fifty five, and you were closer. Our car sold at sixty thousand dollars. So you got three wins at a Yahtzee to my two wins. Um, that C four S is still in the deal tank if you want it. Um, there you go. Hey, I got a question for you. This really surprised the heck out of me. I really, yeah. uh, one of the things that drives me nuts about modern American cars, particularly the muscle ones, um, mm -hmm. is, you know, the, the fake air ducts on the hood on the Dodge right. Chargers and the Mustangs yeah. and stuff like that. And I always just, I, I love to call them the automotive equivalent of a lie. Uh, it's mm -hmm. just so <laughs> lame. It's the dumbest thing I think a manufacturer can do. Um, even though, you know, Porsche has done it and pretty much every manufacturer has. Uh, it really yeah. surprised me that looking at these pictures, looking at that Nacaduct, is I think that's how you pronounce it, Nacaduct? Yep. The, yep. the air duct on the hood of this car, which I thought looked yeah. really, really cool. You get to the close-up and you notice that, look at that, it's a fake. It's just, yeah. it's plugged up. It doesn't actually, it's not functional. Isn't what that the crazy? hell? Yeah, I what, don't know. What's Rafi, going on? If we bought one of those, Rafi would make that functional and yeah. literally do some sort of ram air thing into the, into the four carbs on that and make that like, uh, you know, really hot cold air induction system. The trouble is those carbs, two of those carbs are probably in front of that duct. So yeah. I, don't, I don't know how he would do it, but he'd figure out a way. I don't know. You know, you just think it's like it, at the very least get some air in the engine cabin or something like that. I mean, make it functional. Seriously. I don't think you're going to go through the trouble of putting yeah. it on the hood. Come on, guys. Come on, you Italians. All right. Uh, that, I guess this was a that wasn't a 73 Alpha. That was a 73 Charger. Uh, all right. Here we go. Uh, let's yeah, right. Get, uh, let's get. Okay. So that was yesterday's cars. That's how bad we are at predicting the uh, prices. Every now and then <laughs> we get one right. And that's kind of fun. Uh, but we've got some cars today. So let's get to, to, car, uh, to the cars today. Make sure you hit the subscribe, like, and notification button uh, because we love to say that you want the freshest nerds. You don't want the old <laughs> stale nerds. You want the freshest nerds that are happening right yeah. now. And the only way to know that nerds are, that the big nerds are on live is to go ahead and uh, you know, have that notification button. Cause then uh, YouTube will let you know that we're doing this thing, which we do every Monday through Friday at the nine o'clock hour when we have our uh, S together. All right. What cars do we have today? Michael D we got some pretty cool. JP, what today. are you up teed up? Um, well, you know, it's kind of Pick a, a car, versus thing here. We've got a Ferrari <laughs> versus a Japanese Acura. Uh, All right, so I do think that? We, let's start with the Acura. I, I really like okay, cool. Acura. this. Okay, cool. All right. So Doug DeMiro sourced a 1991 Acura NSX with just 13,600 original miles. Five-speed manual, three-liter V6, VTEC, 270 horsepower, lightweight. These cars probably weigh 28, 2,900 pounds. There is a lot to love here. This particular car is special because of the incredibly low miles and the super attractive and desirable triple black paint job. Also, it's worth mentioning this car has no modifications. This is basically mm. bone stock. So what more would you want? This is literally a collector-grade first generation of the nsx this car revolutionized the way sports cars and exotic cars were not only assembled but how the driver interfaced with the car and could use it on a daily basis at the time the porsche was a, a little underpowered uh, at the time the ferrari was overly exotic and hardly drivable with a, a footwell that came into the pedal box area forcing the driver to literally put both of his feet to the right side of his body to be able to work the three pedals. The shifter was garbage too. I'm talking about the 348. The NSX showed up with an aluminum frame, lightweight construction, and the drivability of a Honda Civic and literally set the supercar world on its ear. The Lamborghini Countach was like, 
kiss my ass. I'm out of here. That car was done. So uh, basically, Honda, through the Acura NSX, changed the game. And uh, we are forever indebted to them because they're way more drivable. So anyway, there you go, JP. If you want a brand new one, this is your. This is about as close as you get. 13,000 miles offered to us out of Carver, Minnesota, in beautiful Berlina black with black leather interior. Uh, I would also assert before I hand it over to you that if this car were on BAT, it would be a $100,000 car. And I do not think it's going to make a hundred grand on cars and bids. This is a huge mistake. Again, 10 to maybe 20 or $25,000 left on the table by choosing the wrong platform for what is a truly special car. A lot of times people say, oh, well, you, you basically say, oh, if you choose the wrong platform, you're going to leave money on the table. And then, then the next thing after that is like, well, the only platform you guys ever recommend is BAT. So why even bother talking about the other platforms? And I think that's a good point. But this is one of those cars where you could say, you know what? If you had this car, the downside of BAT is always the fact that you have to wait so long to get in their queue. Yeah, four uh, or five weeks right now. Yeah, you're a month out to get your car you know, up for sale. And then, so call it at the, at best, your car is going to be sold in a month and a half. Um, whereas yeah. if you just try to sell your car on a classified ads or auto trader or something like that, it'll probably take you a couple of weeks to sell your car. Um, this thing, uh, is the kind of car where there are options. Um, this is a car that, uh, obviously you get to market much more quickly on cars and bids, but you just said you're going to leave money on the table. I agree. Um, P car market, no freaking way. Would you try it there? Uh, Hemmings, you'd be an idiot. Uh, but rad for sale would be perfect for this car. Rad for sale does not have a, as nearly as big an audience as BAT or even cars and bids, but boy, the people that are watching that thing are watching for stuff like this. They want the really super primo eighties and nineties car. And this is as blue yeah, chip just, as you get. And if rad for sale had this, they would go nuts with it. They would promote yeah, the heck just out of it. Just by having a registered bidder on Rad for Sale, those people are already saying, I fervently agree with how cool this car is. Uh, yeah. And you realize that they would appreciate it to its full retail value. And that's, uh, that's a pretty hot take. Uh, but certainly it's worth the biggest audience is on BAT. And a car that is of this nature with such low miles and such high collectability. I mean, you're talking about an NSX that's worth more than it was when it was brand new. You got to go to the biggest audience and get the most amount of money for it. I think this car is going to suffer if it even if it even makes the reserve it's going to suffer by being on cars and bids pretty lousy pictures too at least uh i think the uh amateur photographer with their cell phone got lucky and they went out to shoot this thing and it happened to be a slightly overcast day uh they put the car in the shade so that's good the pictures are honest at least and there's lots of them so you can kind of get a real sense of what the car is and they're taking pictures of some of the blemishes and stuff like that which there really aren't any to speak of there's a couple little scratches mm -hmm. hey, who cares really um, really nice car yeah, but uh, a, a photography package for this car would have really served it well as well. And again, that's top down. Uh, this is what we see time and time again on cars and bids. They just don't care. You could, you know, you could etch a sketch your a picture of your car, and they're like, "This is great. Let's go." Uh, it's, All right. Yeah. Where's it going to land? JP, if if this car were on BAT, I predict it would be one ten to one twenty. But here on cars and bids, my uh, bid is ninety thousand dollars. Where is it and at I'm now, sure. and how much time is there? Seventy-two five. Yep. With three hours to go on just ten bids. And your bid is what? Ninety. Ninety. Yeah. Uh, I'll go eighty-nine. I I think it's going to stall out somewhere in the eighties. 
Uh, wow, it's that's, just it's that's just crazy. you know you don't see you don't see big numbers passed uh, at the end in cars and bids. BAT you see in and a lot of times on uh, red for sale you see these late you know races after the auction closes it just keeps going and going and going for another half hour. This one okay at eighty nine at eighty nine do you think it sells? Is the reserve there? It's a good question, and I say no. Um, if if it does, it's a no that's a bargain. 89. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, the car I'd has low so miles. Too. A low mile black on black. Come on, man. This is this. Yeah, is that's that's wants. that's bitching. Yep. I love also that it doesn't even have chrome wheels. I mean, it's like yeah. as it came from Honda, and I really like that. Yeah. All right, or you could have this 1997 Ferrari 355 Spider with a six-speed manual that has just 25,000 miles. Again, offered to us. Uh, by Driver's Source Spring Motoring Collection out of Houston, Texas. Uh, this car allegedly was owned originally by Herbie Hancock. What's huh. more Radwood than Herbie Hancock? Get him to play uh, while this car rolls onto the grass at the next uh, Radwood. Uh, but this car is really awesome. I, I was hoping Reese was on here. I wanted to ask some technical questions about this car. There's some neat spec to this, JP. Consider this. Four-wheel disc brakes that are all done by Brembo. Uh, six-speed manual, limited slip differential. Uh, this car utilized a five-valve head. Do you remember that when they came out with that? Audi was doing it and Ferrari was doing it. And this was the first Ferrari to have that five-valve head. The question I had for Reese, because I know he's kind of a gearhead, I also think, but I am not certain, that this was the first uh, Ferrari V8 to use a flat, plane crank. And mm. as such, these cars revved very easily to 8,000 RPM. And if you've ever heard one of these where the guy either altered the mufflers or took the cats out, one of these things being run to redline literally sounds like a race car. If, if yeah. the exhaust is sort of uncorked a little bit, it literally will sound shivers down your spine. And that's part of the reason why these are such great driver's cars and why they bring such a premium. Big thing here is that it's a manual. It's also an off color. And I'm not sure if somebody would pay a premium for this shade, whatever it's called, Rosso Monza. It's a metallic dark red color. Um, it's kind of like the Porsche thing where an unusual color could get a premium, but most people just want their Ferrari in resale red. So uh, this is an interesting lot. We'll see what happens here. Um, a lot to like, though. It's a nice car. What do you think? Yeah, you know, the sound that this car makes, you mentioned, is just uh, otherworldly. Uh, and I'm not talking about when you're wrapping it out. It's otherworldly when you're just driving around in traffic and uh, you're below RPMs. It's, it, it's like... It sounds like you're breaking your riding lawnmower. They, when you drive one of these around in traffic, they sound horrible. It sounds like you are breaking the car. It, the car is pissed off if it's not fully wrapped out at red line and screaming down the freeway. When you drive one of these around, you're just like, it's like clattering and clunking. And you're just like, oh my God, I'm breaking it. Something's breaking. It's going to be really expensive. Oh my God, it's breaking. And they really do, man. I, I tell my story the, the first time I, I ever drove one of these. I was considering buying the car and I was in a parking lot and I stopped for a moment and I started to drive. I was maybe going five miles an hour, five miles an hour in a parking lot at a mall. And the car did a full 180 degree spin. Like, 
but it was like this crazy, like slow motion spin. It's like, why is the car side? What is the, what the heck is going on? My brain couldn't figure it out. And it turned out that when I was stopped to check my map or phone or something like that for five minutes, the overflow it, valve from the radiator piss coolant, right? Piss coolant right in front of the rear wheel. So I had a puddle of coolant that I drove through and it just put slime all over the tires and the thing literally spun at five, 10 miles an hour. I'm like, okay, I don't, this, I don't want this. This is not yeah. for me. <laughs> I can't the, handle the stress. Can't, can't happen in an air cooled Porsche. Could it JP? It cannot. Yeah. You know, you might like blinker fluid out, but not, not certainly not cool. Uh, look, this, uh, this car is one of the most beautiful cars of all time. And of course, it's, Absolutely. Cabrio, uh, it's a spider. Amen. It's my, it's, you know, that's got my name written all over it. I like this. I, this is not my favorite color in general. Uh, any kind of no. off shade of red kind of burgundy ish. I typically don't like, even though, uh, I own them and there are certain ones that, are, that, are, that I make exceptions for, uh, I would make an exception for this one. This one is really cool. I, I think it's pretty yeah. pretty darn badass. Uh, so, yeah. yeah, love this car. Where's it going to land? It's on BAT. It's definitely the right platform. I know. I know, but it didn't really get – oh, it did get some bids overnight. It got just a little bit of love overnight. It was at 70 grand, JP. It's got an hour and 15 minutes to go, but it's up to 74, 355. Duh. Very I think cute. this car is worth – I think it's worth some money. It, it's low miles. I'm going to say service up to date and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I I suppose I can't remember. Actually, I don't remember reading about the service, which is weird. It's the first thing I look for on a Ferrari. Usually we're afraid. Oh, the belts weren't done yesterday. Yeah, were the belts done or were they not done? Okay. April, 2021 timey belt service was performed by the selling dealer. So yeah, belts are done and they're brand new. So I'm going to say $94,000. I'm not saying that Herbie Hancock is going to do a premium. I'm saying, manual ferraris are starting to go nuts and that's why this is this is low miles off color stick shift and ninety four thousand bucks there you go 100 grand i'm going way over oh, i think uh it is a this 355 guy. with a manual in a weird color this car has to bring all the money uh and it, i mean dude we're seeing yeah. i mean we've seen coops go in the buck 20 buck it, 30 range you're so you know what you're not spider? far off if this was a, if this was a coupe with twenty five thousand miles this would be over a hundred fifty thousand dollar car at this point. Yeah. They've really started to jump. It, it's just it's a weird time, man. Yeah, and I think that, right. uh, it's spring, and people are looking for that open top experience. And why not do it with uh, one of the most beautiful cars ever made? This thing is just fantastic. Uh, bring a mechanic Couldn't with agree you because you're going to need it. <clears throat> yeah, for sure. All right, let's jump over to Hemmings for just a second to see what the pleated pants have offered us. Mm. And oh, lo and behold, it's the bad guy car, as JP likes to call it, <laughs> a 1990 Mercedes Benz. 560 SEL. Uh, this car has 140,000 miles on it. And it's offered out of Dallas, Texas in triple black, the perfect bad guy car if ever there was one. Uh, this car is powered by, I made some notes, a 5.6 liter V8 that pumps out about 240 horsepower and more importantly, about 290 pound foot of torque. It's all channeled through a really, really, really lame four-speed automatic transmission that Mercedes-Benz designed themselves in-house. You imagine that they had it. That was like one of their biggest motors and they didn't outsource the gearbox to one of the great German brands like Getrag or ZF. This is no wonder this car has uh, sort of suffered. Uh, they were built to a high uh, standard back in the period uh, but there's plenty of these cars around and so finding one that's probably been repainted out of dallas texas with 150,000 miles on it it's probably not worth any money if this car had 
you know, 14,000 miles on it, then we'd be talking about, uh, you know, maybe 30 or $40,000 car. But okay, anyways, hold JP, on. I got to I got to cut you off here. It's not even about yeah. the car. Um, this is one of those things where we talk about platform, platform, platform. I'm trying to go mm-hmm. through the pictures of Hemmings and, oh, no. uh, this is what I'm getting guys. So oh, I'm trying geez. to show you the pictures and all of a sudden it's like, Oh, are you a robot? And it wants me to go through a capture thing and all this stuff. I mean, no, how many, how many, that's it. We are never reviewing a Hemmings car on, uh, we're just, that's it. This is the last car we're ever talking about on Hemmings. Ne- yeah. I, I, if there's one thing I hate in the world, it's captures. And uh, yeah. this is not acceptable. I'm not doing it. Uh, I don't even car. I don't even care what this car is going to bid for. I say we don't even talk about it. I'm clicking out of this. Hemmings, All right. screw you. We're done with you. Um, I just, that's the last one. Can't I was it. just about to say <laughs> the whole reason I picked this car yeah. was to see how the Hemmings crowd, who's domestic heavy, could handle a European car. Could they get any money for it? Yeah. And you can't even show somebody the photos. Yeah. So I have just deleted that car, and we are moving on. Uh, to we only have four cars today. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. We are done with Hemmings. Their auction <laughs> site is worthless. <laughs> Do you what? remember Mel Brooks? Mel Brooks in History of the World does the Moses thing where he comes down with three tablets and yeah. he walks down and he says, I bring you these 15. And he trips and one of the tablets falls and breaks. He goes, these 10, 10 commandments. <laughs> Classic. Yeah, that's uh, well, was there Absolutely. when that Mel happened Brooks. in real life. Yeah, yeah, yeah they were. That's exactly there. right. They were there. Oh, my God. Okay. All right. So check this out, JP. I picked I pick this car. Just for you. 1962 Chevrolet Corvair Monza Coupe with a four-speed manual. And the audience might ask, why would he pick that car for JP? He only loves Porsches. Well, this car has an air-cooled flat six that's 2.4 liter, powered by a four-speed manual and its rear engine. I mean, this car, JP, come on. This is everything you love, right? <laughs> everything I love. I love a yeah. Chevrolet badge. Um <laughs> Ralph Nader killed this car, but this is interesting. I'm sorry to interrupt you, JP. This car never really competed with the 911 when it first came out. This was really, uh, if if you were to suggest that it was uh, made as a sports car to compete with Porsche, it would have competed with a 356. But it's interesting to see how the air-cooled flat six performed in the Chevrolet. uh, And the Monza was the higher spec with uh, bigger carburetors, I think, and maybe a hotter cam. A four-speed manual instead of a three-speed. But this thing still had hubcaps. Uh, these cars were very sloppy handling, uh, but it was just considered a budget, fun, sporty car for Chevy at a time frame when they made cars the size of boats. Uh, Ralph Nader thought these cars were dangerous uh, because they didn't have front sway bars, believe it or not. That was the main <laughs> argument uh, that, that Nader, as the consumer activist in the United States, went to Congress and petitioned this car be stricken from the dealerships uh, because he considered it the most dangerous American car on the road. And that just torpedoed sales in the end of the 60s instead of selling like 250,000 cars they sold like 100,000 cars and Chevrolet quickly kicked killed it off uh these cars I always thought would have their moment and become highly collectible and it's never happened JP this car is sitting at $5,000 on one bid and it's a decent car it's not perfectly original but it's all there I mean my goodness anyway so what's your take on the Monza and uh and it's like scarlet letter 
I have never. Uh, it's odd. It's odd to admit this, but I've never driven one. I mean, it's a rear engine mm. car with a flat six. How cool is yeah. that? That should be. I mean, at the very least, it should be interesting to drive. This one has a manual. Yeah. It probably is fun and interesting to drive. Uh, I think this is one of those cars. You know, we always have this constant conversation about the cabrio thing this is a car that i think you definitely want with a drop top because it's not going to perform well oh, yeah. the, the, you know in any the right. coupe isn't going to be fast around corners so who really cares uh this is a car to cruise in and at least have that rear engine sensation which was which is just fun to be pushed around corners rather than pulled um so find one that's got a convertible top and and have fun with it this car does look like it's got some rust and some other issues um, yeah it's it's know, not perfect but, those seats those front seats are not the original seats and all this other stuff but anyway whatever yeah i, I mean think but if real- at this price point if it's cheap like this it'd be fun to create this is a great route 66 car or whatever i mean oh yeah i think it'd be a great vegas car in the winter you just i sure. would not want this car in the summer but okay. i think it'd be really fun to take the bumpers off put on some 15 inch fuchs put a prototipo <laughs> on it and then yeah. get some red pegasus and slap them on the side of the car Why and not? Then just have have people bring it to cars and cafe and have right. everybody go up to you and be like what in the hell are you smoking, Deep? And I'll be like, uh, check I it think out, that man. That is a fantastic plan. It might it's just be cheap cooled. enough that you could do that. Uh, this car belongs on on that dog meat platform Hemmings. This is, uh, Absolutely. This is a car for that crowd. But I don't know. Where is it going to land? What do you think? Well, JP, I have no faith in this auction because it only has the one bid. I think this should be a $12,000 car, uh, but I am not confident it's going to get another bid. I hope somebody's out there waiting and I'm going to leave my bid at 12,000 bucks, but it's weird. I don't think we've ever reviewed a car on BAT that an hour or three before it sold was sitting on just one bid. So there you go. That's a first. I suspect uh, this is one of those situations where you got to read the small print, uh, i.e. the comments. I tried uh, to. Yeah. Really? And so there's no indication of what the heck's going on in the comments as to why it's failing I the move? Could, I didn't read them all, but I couldn't find yeah. it when I did my review no last obvious night. thread there. Yeah, I mean, something's yeah. up. This should be a more expensive car. So, you know, I, I, I suspect it's the rust issues or whatever, but um, who knows? Uh, yeah, I'm going to bid 10. Uh, and and it's, if, it's, if it hasn't moved at all, that is really weird. Will there be a late-stage rally on this? Uh, is there another person in the room that wants this? And at 10... Will it even sell? I got to think that the, that doesn't hit a reserve, right? I think it will. I think you it think will. it will? Yeah. Okay. No, right. it's, yeah. It's, it's a no reserve car, so it's going to sell. So I think, oh, it, yeah. okay. I think your, your bid is safe. All right. Well, there you go. Uh, All right, JP. Car. Last car. T- yeah. Last car today is a 2008 BMW M3 convertible uh, with the six-speed manual. This one is powered by the four-liter V8 transmission that makes uh, some really respectable power. It's 414 horsepower and 300 pound-foot of torque. These cars had a retractable hardtop in the convertible, guys. So when the top is up, you'd be forgiven for thinking it was a coupe. Uh, they have electronically uh, electronic damper control. So this has kind of an electronic active suspension. But the big thing here is that you get the BMW M3 with a V8 and a six-speed manual and uh, listen as these become more and more dying breeds i think cars like this are going to go up in value our car has just thirty-one thousand miles and is offered to us out of uh chambersburg pennsylvania uh and it's an attractive uh, car in the silver in the silver colorway so you know is this car going to bring big money it's sitting at twenty-seven thousand dollars on 10 bids 
That is more money than I've seen for one of these in a while. So they are coming up. The E90 BMWs are the last great BMW, especially in the M3. There's no BMW after this generation of car that I would even remotely consider owning. I mean, they all, every BMW after this is- They just, went to forced induction. Yeah, everything's just garbage. Yeah. I mean, look, there you could make an argument for the, what is it, the M1 or something like that, or 1M, um, which is yeah. a pretty great car, but I'm not interested. I don't like the way it looks. Uh, this car, uh, these things really- really are so much fun to drive they are a reliable powertrain they do have that um they do have one kind of problem the the what is it the rocker arms or something like that there's so, there's a major service yeah. that's got to be done on these that can be really bad uh but as long as that's taken care of you're pretty you're pretty good to go um these are i mean with the drop top the hard top drop top is great for best of both worlds you know for for people who are the cabrio phobes out there uh, <laughs> yeah, they exactly. can have their hard top yeah um, bmw has addressed that so uh there'll yeah. be less Less people on JP's uh, shit list. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, coupe or convertible version of this car, you're going to have a great time. This is an interesting car. You made it an interesting time. What year is this one again? 2008. Uh, this is an 08. So, I, you know, people constantly have the conversation when they're talking about BMWs versus Porsches versus even, you know, muscle cars. How much horsepower do you have? Horsepower, horsepower, horsepower. This car is a great indicator of why horsepower really isn't the main metric. Uh, this thing has how much horsepower? 400 what? 414 and just under 300 pound foot of torque. 414 pounds of torque at the same time in 2008 you had a base 997 uh that had 325 horsepower so this thing has yeah. almost a hundred horsepower on a 997 um a hundred guys uh yeah. and yet they both achieve identical track times a base 997 right. so uh you know horsepower isn't everything where the horsepower is and how it's used is really important and it used to be with yeah. m3s they had lower horsepower and they you know they did all those things this car it's hard to call this an m3 because it's so big by comparison of the so original. heavy yeah and heavy but it's you know, a retractable hard top oh my God, what a yeah. waste of space yeah but you're still gonna have a great time in this car this is still one of the best handling cars ever made i really love the styling of this car uh it's just it's a pretty. classy looking car especially in a basic kind of silver color like this is I, I call it a matrix package any any car that's like silver on black or black on black is a car that could be a background car in some you know in a movie where it could take place at any time you could have this next to <laughs> uh, a 60s 911 that's silver on black and it's just gonna look fantastic um so uh, get a right, pleather JP. outfit and drive this thing around What's it going to land? Yeah. $35,000. I think this one's wow. got a little bit of sky above it. Where are you at? Uh, how many miles again? Uh, 31,000. 31,000 miles. Yeah, I think that's a good bid. That would be more money than we've seen for one of these in a long time. Uh, it's uh, in the right place for it, I suppose. So this is BAT, right? It is. Yeah, yeah. So thirty-five thousand. That makes it. That makes makes my job tough. But I'm gonna go under just because these have been soft, uh, and it is a convertible. So I'm gonna say thirty-four. I'm gonna be chicken s and be right underneath you. Park <laughs> right underneath you. And not uh, the boy, first time it happened. Car. I mean, look at look a nine nine seven that we were just talking about. The nine nine sevens of the same generation used to be a thirty thirty five thousand dollar car uh, with this kind of miles. Now a nine nine seven a two thousand eight nine nine seven with thirty thousand miles would probably even a base one would probably bring in the mid to high 40s so why wouldn't this thing bring mid to high 30s that does make sense all right jp i gotta run i'll see you in vegas all right guys thanks for watching that's uh, another clunky edition of bid nerds come on back tomorrow uh <laughs> and we'll try it again hopefully we'll have our technical stuff in order uh, safe travels dude. No! get
Fuck those words!